Hello, friends. Welcome back to another episode of Wildwood Wanderings. I'm so, so glad you've found your way to this episode. Not quite sure what's going to come through today, but I knew I just wanted to get get back outside on the trail after a few days of not walking in the woods and I wanted to bring you along with me. So here we are. Let's see, I'll start with my cycle check-in. I am day 18 today in that space between my inner summer and my inner autumn, just like the space the earth is in right now, at least where I live in the Northern Hemisphere on the, you know, northeastern side of Turtle Island. And yeah, I'm feeling quite quite well, actually. This, uh, new mer- new moon. Um, the new moon. This new moon in Virgo has kind of, yeah, given some, given some energy and some structure, if you know Virgo energy given me some structures that feel really nice. So I'm going to see how these new rhythms unfold if they become more ritual and yeah, set in stone as we move forward. That's my intention. And yeah, I guess I'll just share my new my new routine, what's going on. So, um my my partner he wanted somebody to go to the gym with him. Now, I am not I'm not like a go to the gym person. <laughs> I I like working out at home, exercising, doing strength training at home, lifting weights, and I like hiking. If, you know, all of my exercise could be hiking, (laughs) that's what I would do. But I also enjoy lifting weights, but don't really enjoy the environment of the gym. But for, for his sake, And I know that the gym really helps him relieve stress and, yeah, just get that that boost in the day that helps him, you know, be able to, to go to work and look more positively on the world and things. So I said I would try it out. And so we started yesterday. For those of you that know me, <laughs> um, I am a night a night owl. I, if you've ever like read about the sleep archetypes, I am the wolf. I think it is um, that I'm. My mind is like most active in the evenings. And I can be more focused and get things done at that time. And yeah, I just, I really thrive at night and do not do well at all in the morning. (laughs) Uh, You know, I'm like the hit snooze ten times before I can roll out of bed. But here we are now, going to the gym at seven o'clock in the morning. (laughs) So that my partner, you know, has time before he goes to, before he goes to work. So we're going to the gym, seven o'clock, spending an hour at the gym, 
And then I come home and I don't know if you can hear an airplane now. I am back. I'm back on my local trail after at least a month, probably longer, um, exploring other trails in the area. But I'm back, back home <laughs> uh, to the, the land I'm familiar with. Um, yeah, so I come back home, you know, it's around 8.30, maybe 9 o'clock by the time I come back home from the gym, and I have started doing my morning ritual again since March, I think it was March, that I stopped doing my morning ritual. And there is something connected with drinking tea in my morning ritual. I'm not sure, I'm not sure why it is, but all last, since we moved into our house last, last October, I was making a pot of tea every morning and would drink my tea while I read, ate my breakfast, with my breakfast, and then did my tarot, my meditation. And then when it got warm, March or April, I just, my body just did not want tea anymore. And that just, my morning ritual broke down after I took tea out of the equation. So this past week, the weather has been really cooling down. It's the, can feel the autumn air coming, flowing in. You can see, you know, the sun is descending earlier and the temperatures have dropped pretty significantly. And so I came home from the gym yesterday. Yesterday was our first day of the gym. And I came home and it's like, I am craving a pot of tea. So I made myself a pot of tea and I just naturally went back into my morning ritual that I had been doing all last autumn and fall. And so I did that again today. And it feels really nice. I was sharing with those in the coven, in the communities that I'm in. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> we, got a, we got some squirrels um, playing around with each other. It's always, it's always, squirrels always sound much bigger <laughs> than they really are when they're running and jumping around in the forest. <laughs> uh. So, I don't remember, what was I just saying? Okay, I shared with those in, in my communities that it felt like homecoming, you know? And we have been doing this 30-day cycle check-in ritual, which just ended yesterday, but we were doing this ritual and connecting in with the element of fire to our spiritual landscape. And hmm, just came to a, a fork in the road, and I'm just Wondering, wondering which way I want to go first. Wondering how long I want to walk. Let's see, it is 4.15 in the afternoon, evening. Um, and I'm trying to make it just a bit easy today. I don't want to push myself. 
Alright, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna close my eyes for a second. Just see if my intuition can lead me to either going right or left. Um, if it, I know it doesn't really matter, but maybe something, maybe something magical will be on the path if I, if I follow my intuition. So let's see what, what it says. Yeah, it's very clear. It clearly said right. Uh, going to the right. Even though I actually, I started walking left as soon as I came down the hill, just naturally turned left. And then, yeah, as soon as I slowed myself down and really listened, I was saying, go right. So here I am on the right path. And I saw, oh, now I can't find it now, when I was looking at this path there was this huge spider web and now i cannot see it you know how spider webs disappear whenever you arrive in a new perspective it's so fascinating like they can just be so invisible and i just backed up to see if i could find it again and the light might be just in a different place now i cannot I cannot see it. Disappeared. <sighs> okay, so following my intuitive guidance, here we go on the right side. <laughs> well, here's another spider web. Or is that a spider web? It looks like almost like a type of cocoon. on the inside of a piece of bark that had fallen from a tree. Hmm. Uh, so, I don't know how far I need to backtrack to, to connect, <laughs> connect with what I was sharing. Um, I don't remember now. <laughs> oh, our cycle check-in ritual. <laughs> it just ended yesterday. I had been doing my cycle check-ins for the last 30 days, connecting the elements to the different areas of the check-in. So, physical being earth, mental, being air, emotional, being water, and spiritual, being fire. And I had shared on, I guess that must have been Wednesday. I shared on Wednesday. Oh, <laughs> I was like, I came to a place where there was clearly some human hands. <laughs> they look like little nature nature altars. I am gonna take I'm gonna take a picture of this. Um, I mean, it looks like little kids were gathering elements of nature, some flowers, some acorns, some leaves and bark and sticks, and on this path. So my intuition guiding me here to this place where I could yeah, just just see the honor and reverence that that people have given to this place and to nature to our mother earth hmm Oh, and here's another one. Wow, like they went in quite quite detailed, like made like little stick walls and put like leaves on them that looks like doors. Maybe they're making like little fairy houses or something for the fae folk. 
oh, okay. Like, no, every time I turn around to a new place, there is, there's like a whole, <laughs> they made like a little village. Okay, now I'm not sure if this is kids or adults. I'm take another picture of this one. And, yeah, I want to leave that, leave that magic there for them, for the nature spirits. Oh, I'm glad I, <laughs> glad I came this way. Hmm. So, on two days ago, and then Wednesday, it's Friday today, two days ago, I, I am going to take, I'm going to take the short path back and sit, sit on a bench for a while. Don't usually do that. Actually, I'm going to sit on this bench right here <laughs> when the, when the thought comes and the bench arrives, I will sit on it. <laughs> mm. So I was saying, <laughs> third time's a charm, right? I was saying on Wednesday, two days ago, that I felt this sense of, you know, my home, like the home of my spirituality has a lit hearth fire inside but I'm outside and walking back home and I can sense that it's lit and there's warmth and fire but I'm, I'm not there yet and then yesterday after doing my morning ritual it felt like a like a full welcoming home like I had opened the door of the house and walked in and could then, you know, fully embody and sense that the hearth fire of my spirituality was lit and warming. And so that ah, it just feels so nice. And I know it's only day two today of this ritual and it feels quite tender and fragile that, you know, something could, something could, yeah, something could turn it around. But I'm, I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful that this is a homecoming, you know, and I sense that both with the changing into the autumn season. I sense that with my, you know, transitioning into my inner autumn, you know, both seasons, I, I absolutely love both outer autumn and inner autumn. And so I'm gonna, just gonna hold on to that hope that this calling back home is, is where I'm meant to be right now. I was going to, I had a theme <laughs> in mind when I came to share with you all. Like I said having a theme to anchor, anchor these podcast episodes. But now that, you know, it's been 20 minutes since I've been just sharing <laughs> my update and what's been going on. Yeah, the theme doesn't feel in alignment anymore. Hi. Hi there.
It's creating a trail runner in the way. I mean, well, that's okay. That's interesting because that's that's uh, that's a paradox. <laughs> uh, so the theme I was thinking of bringing today was a paradox um, that came to mind after a, a conversation I had this week, talking about the paradox of the climate crisis that it is so urgent but we need slowness and rest to respond to the climate crisis so it is this paradoxical dual energy that we need both of and so I was just thinking of that as I'm sitting here <laughs> on a bench, not moving at all, just taking in the view, feeling the air, and, you know, the trail runner comes, comes past. And I was reflecting on that during my hiking challenge, which my last episode I recorded on one of the trails on the hiking challenge and I completed it there was only about I think less than 20 people that completed the whole challenge out of 286 that signed up and I was one of them um, I was the 10th person who finished and I I pushed myself <laughs> I pushed myself so hard to complete um, the miles and that was like my main focus for three weeks as I was doing this challenge maybe not the first week but then I really really got into it like the second and definitely the third week as other people were finishing and I just really wanted to finish <laughs> and so I really pushed myself and my body was not very happy. It's still not very happy. It's still recovering. Um, you know, I, my ankles weren't doing well. My calves definitely. I, I didn't give them enough time to rest. And yeah, and now I'm here just sitting on the trail. I almost never do this almost never just sit on the trail. You know, I'll sit in my backyard and just be with nature. But if I'm coming to a trail, it's, it's almost like I tell myself that I'm coming here to get exercise, which I really don't like. And I mean, it's my favorite form of exercise and movement, right? Hiking and... Um, doing some trail running when I can. Like, I love doing that as a way to move my body and feel healthy and strong. But that then it becomes, you know, the trail becomes the exercise instead of the trail becomes the sacred space that I can experience the magic of nature. And I think that, you know, that aligns with this paradox that like, that our planet is experiencing right now. Like there's such an urgency for the crisis that's happening. And I was listening to uh, NPR, you know, our national, national public radio here in the United States. And they were sharing that August, I think, across the world, was the hottest month on record um, so far in history since they've been recording, right? So not all of history, but since since they've been able to record temperature, August of 2023 was the hottest month. And 
Yeah, what's interesting is the hottest week that we've had all year here was the same week that I was pushing myself hiking 12, 13, 15, I think a little over 15, not quite 16 miles was my longest day that I was hiking for this challenge. And it was like, you know, 95, 97 um, degrees Celsius. I don't know how hot that is. Maybe 35. Um, and yeah, so there's this, right, there's this urgency. But while there's the urgency... It can, it can quickly overwhelm you, right? If you listen, if you listen to these, the scientists and read the research papers and, you know, I was seeing the graphs of the ice temperatures in Antarctica and like the lowest levels ever of ice coverage in Ant Antarctica and well maybe not ever but since it's been recorded again and if you just continually take that in like this big scale gloom and doom that can overwhelm and almost like paralyze you it puts you in that the freeze state, right, of your nervous system if it's too much, right? And that's not going to be helpful for anybody if we're in freeze state. Loud noise behind me. Guarantee you it's another squirrel. <laughs> Even though it sounds much bigger than a squirrel. No, I can't see it. I guess it could be a chipmunk too. Um, yeah, so we have this. Well, while it is urgent, like this planet needs us to act. <laughs> like it needs very tangible actions um, for us as humans to take that, take those actions because it is so urgent and dire. And yet, we need the slowness. We need to stop and actually experience what's going on, like to, to fall in love with the trees and the soil and the stones and the moss and the squirrels and the butterflies. And if we don't slow down to experience nature, then we will feel disconnected. So in order to really take the action, right? Because we take action for things that we care about, for things that we love. And for people that never spend time in nature, for people that, and like myself, like growing up, even though I lived in a very rural town, very small town, farming land, like farmland all around, woods all around. My, my mother was not an outdoors person. My grandparents were not outdoors people. And so, you know, she learned it from them. And I was not an outdoors person, you know, this... Yeah, this sort of idea that I am separate 
from nature. And also then, you know, comes in that um, more conservative, fundamentalist, Christian worldview that, you know, humans are the the top of the food chain. You know, they are the dominant, the dominant creatures, beings in this world. And so there was very much a separation between myself and nature. And many others, I mean, like, so many others are the same. And a lot, like, no fault, no fault to their own. Like, they were, they haven't been given a chance. Like, they, they grew up with that worldview. Their parents grew up with that worldview. We are far removed from knowing our dependence is on the land. Whenever we can go into a sterilized grocery store to buy all of our food, we are very disconnected from the place where that food came from, especially when it was shipped across the world to reach us. So while, you know, this crisis is so urgent, the answer is in slowing down and opening awareness to how we are nature and inviting people into that. There's like this beautiful breeze right now that's blowing through the leaves. Might be too far away for you to hear it. I need to get a better microphone sometime. So you can hear the details in the forest. And then there's another plane. <laughs> That's also very interesting. We're just talking about talking about traveling, different modes of travel today with a couple people in the coven and Yeah, like one of my favorite, some of my favorite travel has been on trains. I mean, obviously my favorite travel is on foot. <laughs> you know, the long, the long trips I have gone on foot backpacking. Um, definitely my favorite, my favorite ways to travel, but it wasn't, you know, it wasn't to travel from this, this town to that town. It was actually to walk. <laughs> um... So when I'm wanting to go place to place, yeah, some of my favorite, favorite ways to travel, you know, the train. And I think there's a, I'm just remembering my train from Vancouver, Canada to San Francisco, California, through, you know, Washington, Oregon, Northern California. And, like, it's just seared in my memory, the beauty of the landscape. And I, I haven't been back since then. I mean, you know, I lived in, I lived on Vancouver Island in Canada for six months. Um, but the landscape in the Pacific Northwest in the, in the U.S., I haven't been back to since then. That's just seared in my memory because I chose to take the train instead of take the plane. You know, with the plane, I, I wouldn't have been able to experience the landscape 
And if I could, I would walk. <laughs> I would walk that. You know, walk the Pacific Crest Trail to actually be able to experience it a little bit deeper. All right, I'm going to I'm going to get up and continue walking up the path now. Oh, I'm glad I I'm glad I followed my intuition and turned right on the trail so I could see all of the little Oh, what is this? There is so much I mean Okay, I'm seeing uh, there's a couple branches, very small, tiny branches with some sort of black fungus on it. And just like, there's so many different types of mushrooms and fung fungi that, oh, which, yeah, I remember there was one back here I wanted to take a picture of because I don't know what this is. And... I don't know why, but the maybe that'll be the theme of our next. Oh, I just realized that I think when I take a picture, it might pause the recording. <laughs> so if my voice disappeared for a couple of times before that, that may be why. So mushrooms and fungus for the autumn season obviously because they they help to break down decay right they help to break down decay now that sentence doesn't make quite make sense <laughs> um because the mushrooms are the ones that are decaying the things <laughs> so they help they help to break down break down what has died so that it can decay um, is if that is if that is correct way to say it back into back into the ground and of course i just found an empty beer can that somebody left on the trail Somebody who doesn't know, leave no trace. Oh, beach nuts. Well, that is a beech tree. Oh, and I'm on the beach trail, so that makes sense. <laughs> I'm like, oh, all of these beach nuts. Oh, and they're all falling. It sounds like rain almost. <laughs> I'm just waiting for one of these days to be walking on the trail and have an acorn or a black walnut or I guess a beech nut land on my head. Some of those would, would hurt. <laughs> so I guess I talked about the theme for a bit. And I guess like the invitation then is just to slow down and notice. And I I think it really two things that have helped no three things. <laughs> that have really helped me do that more. One, definitely and most obviously, if you know my work, is cycle awareness. Right, so the... All right, going up a little, a little incline here. <laughs> walk down to the bottom of the hill. That means you gotta walk back up. So the urgency, hello more squirrels, is sort of that 
the energy we can respond to in our spring, summer time. You know, when we have when we have the life force energy to take action. When it's in balance so that we don't, you know, so we don't overwhelm ourselves and push ourselves too hard into burnout. And then the autumn winter time, you know, where we're naturally inclined to slow down and to turn inward and find that oh there are squirrels everywhere <laughs> today find that magic connection to you know being nature so cycle awareness definitely is one one aspect that has really helped me to slow down, observe, be one with nature, you know. Because the nature is is me, I am the nature, and we mirror one another. And I clearly see that in our cyclical patterns. So that's one invitation. If you haven't yet started practicing cycle awareness that is something you can look into second is um, my master naturalist studies that I talked about I think the first episode here and just the the worldview of a naturalist and Stepping into nature with a curiosity about everything, basically. What is this plant? Or <laughs> I have changed it to say, who is this plant? Sometimes the old, old programming comes back in, but who is this plant? Who are you, um, animal? You know, especially if I don't know what kind of animal it is sitting with curiosity and seeing the connections and the patterns and how things are all fitting together and observing the beauty. And the third, oh, so the invitation there, invitation there would be just to allow yourself to be in nature. Go into nature with a curiosity, wondering, you know, how did this, how did this red leaf here, oh, become a house for this tiny little spider that is underneath it, which I did not know it was a house for the spider, so I'm going to put it back down. You know, and just, yeah, kind of like bring that childlike wonder. How did, how did this leaf turn red? You know? How or why? Why does this fungus grow on this dead tree trunk? Just allowing yourself to sit with the questions and curiosities and allow that to open doors to deeper understanding and connection with the nature around you. And the third for me has been my Druid studies, becoming a Druid, joining the AODA and yeah, that's more about like seeing and experiencing, I guess, the magic of nature and connecting to 
the elements and doing ritual with nature just brings another another layer to this connection that I have to the world around me. And I guess the invitation there is if you are interested in a more magical ritualistic connection to the earth to nature yeah I guess I would I think I first started by placing things I found in nature you know if I found a leaf or a rock or a branch and I felt drawn to it. I would ask, I would ask them if it was okay if they came home with me <laughs> and I could place them on my altar. And so I built this little nature altar on my window seal that's beside my desk. And Yeah, I just sort of brought that magic into the home. And then I started adding in the different elements, right? So that air, fire, water, earth. And started seeing where those are first within this... (laughs) within this very park that I'm in today. And I started doing rituals, specifically the AODA ritual around that. Like we have a we have a waterway blessing coming on the autumn equinox. And I know exactly where I'm going to do it. I know that I know that stream I'm going to do it in bless the water. I know that it flows down this hill out into the Ohio River, which then flows into the Mississippi, which then flows into the Gulf of Mexico and the Atlantic Ocean. And really believing that my ritual will carry the blessing to that place So I think, yeah, I think just the simple invitations would be seeing where the four elements of nature live within you. And if you want to connect that to your cycle check-in, like I shared earlier, that is an option. Seeing where it lives in your local, you know, landscape your eco-region and yeah I think there's also just this like intention with seeing magic in nature as well and I mean I think you heard it (laughs) whenever I came to that point in the trail it's another airplane (laughs) airplanes forever and ever Yeah, when I, when I stopped on the trail and it split one to the right, one to the left, and I said, you know, I'm going to choose to follow my intuition because maybe there will be something magical if I follow my intuition instead of just, you know, 
going mindlessly in one direction or the other. And that's exactly what happened. I ran across those nature altars, the little like houses for the fey folk, and it was like this little magical nature village that I would not have seen if I didn't follow my intuition. So, yeah, just letting your intuition guide you and being open to the possibility of seeing magical, beautiful things whenever you go out in nature and allowing yourself to slow down enough to actually experience those. Okay, I think I'm going to leave it. Leave it there. My my podcast episodes keep getting longer and longer. Um, I like to try and keep them to 45 minutes or shorter. I'd like to keep them to 30, but... You know, when you're out in nature, there's just so many things that come. And um, I do see there is a function here today. There's probably a... Actually, there's probably a wedding tomorrow. So I'm going to have to walk past a few few people to get back to get back to the uh, car. So I'm going to leave you here and leave you with those three invitations um, how we can take action for the urgency of climate crisis by slowing down and opening our awareness so that we can realize that you are nature. I am nature. And because of that, you know, saving this planet is saving ourselves. Okay. It's my last, my last sentiment. <laughs> I will leave you there. And yeah, I probably won't talk to you again before the autumn equinox. So I hope you have a beautiful, beautiful transition into autumn. And you get to see the magic and the beauty that autumn, autumn brings. Sending you lots of love, dear ones. Blessed be.